One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Hello? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. Woo. I'm your host, Morgan. Hi. I'm trying to figure this new thing out. Hello. Hello. I think I just broke it. Is it bad? Oh, my God. You sound normal. I know. It's just on yours. I don't know why. Hello. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Start over. I'm not going to mess with it anymore. With my luck, I won't be able to figure out how to get it back again. <laughs> so no more sound effects. Um, but welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes, you guys. Today I'm joined by the one, the only, Dason Afwallow. <laughs> There's my sound effect I was looking for. It's not as good as the other one, but I appreciate it for sure. It, it would have been unreal. <laughs> But you're just going to have to take my word for it. I'll show you at the end when we're done. Okay. okay. And it's, there's no more. <laughs> there's no more no pressure. W- no yeah. more work to be done. Yeah. Um, but Dason has a show with her sister Drew called Two Idiot Girls. You've seen Dason yeah. before. You should remember her. It's under the Two Hot Takes Network. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> Our little network. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Dason, I feel like last time you were on with Drew, I just, I didn't give you enough airtime. It was, I was in the middle, like you said, like a ball, like or a dog watching the ball. Yeah. That's how I felt in the middle. But. I know. I, I, I should have been in the middle. No, it's okay. I'm going to be in the middle later today. Okay, I forgive you. It's okay. For my dad's show, so it'll be good. <laughs> but today, um, life has just been crazy. I don't know if you have been on TikTok watching the Selena Haley drama. Oh my gosh. It's the way wild. people make things up is wild. It's honestly insane. It's it's been blowing my mind all week and like I'm not on a side I'm just like they'll, it's life they'll figure it out yeah but Haley Bieber can stop parking in the handicapped spots <laughs> at hey, if you wanted, Pilates yeah if you wanted to stop doing that that'd be great that'd be great Haley yeah. and Kendall they park in the handicapped spots because it's what? it's too far for them to walk that's so weird it's really it pisses me off yeah. <laughs> but um I found out that Haley Bieber's aunt was the lady who was on Family Feud and created that Holy Spirit activate. I did see that. Yeah. Activate. And as I was going through some of these stories today, (laughs) it just gave me that vibe. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to activate the Holy Spirit. I hope somebody does. Because these people. They need it. They need some divine interventions. I feel that. That was on Family Feud? Family Feud. And poor Steve Little Harvey. He's just like looking around. He's like, that's the first time that's ever happened. 
What the heck? He was just distraught. Yeah. I, it was the weirdest thing. That is really weird. It was before like the fast money at the end and like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was just freaky. Every time I've heard that audio, I thought it was at like a live, like those churches that are on like regular TV. Yeah. That would make sense. That's their vibe, <laughs> yeah. honestly. That's like, I guess they're kind of culty. Yeah. That side of the fam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, people are like, did you know that's her animal? Isn't her dad a Baldwin? That's kind of a big deal too. Yeah, he's... And it's like one of the ones that is like super conservative, right? Yeah, he's... um. There's a, that Hillsong church or yeah. whatever it is out here that Justin was kind of a part of. Yeah, and then yeah. that stuff came out with the pastor. Yeah. Um, I think he was really involved in that. That's why like... Oh. Of course, I'm, I'm very on this side of TikTok, you guys. <laughs> but Justin went on the Ellen show and Demi Lovato was the guest yes. co-host. And Demi was like, What's how, like, how was your marriage? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, it was an arranged marriage. <gasps> yeah, Ew. now that I think about it, I think it was arranged. Ew. And it's like, you can't tell if he's joking. Yeah. Or if he's kind of serious. But that's the vibe for this week. <laughs> wow, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to mess us up. Like, honestly, some of these stories just... It's, I'm scared. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous out here. So let's dive in. Let's do it. Okay, so when I first had your sister on, I gave her a necklace story. Okay. And I feel like it's only fair to give you one, too. I guess. I guess. <laughs> this one is coming from Am I the Asshole? It is titled, Am I the Asshole for Asking My Fiancé to Not Wear His Brother's Necklace on Our Wedding Day? Note, me and my fiancé get along really well with everything else, but we've just had a disagreement with this. He wears his late brother's ring on his right hand and his brother's necklace. I can get behind the ring because you don't really notice it as much, but the necklace is more noticeable. It has his brother's, brother's wife, and their daughter's initials engraved on it. I asked him if he'd take off the necklace just for our wedding day. I also have a necklace I got as a gift from my mom that I'm not wearing on the day because it doesn't go with my dress. It's just one day, and he can wear the ring if he wants. My fiancé refused and said it's his brother's, and he's going to wear it. Am I the asshole? Yeah. <laughs> the brother passed away. He's not going to be there. Maybe that's his way of honoring his brother every day by wearing it, and then mm -hmm. why would he not want to honor him at the wedding? It's literally a fucking necklace. He can wear it under, like, I mean, like you can tuck it in. Unless he, like, demands it's on top of everything, I guess. But even then, I don't think it's that big of a deal that he wants to wear it. I think it's crazy. OP has, like, since deleted basically all of their posts. Like, they oh. really condensed it down. Okay. It's kind of interesting. There's a bunch of comments, too. And, like, it doesn't get better. Like, it, there's more to the story? Yeah. What? It absolutely does not get better. So someone comments and they go, you're the asshole. This obviously <laughs> means a great deal to him and they can't be there in person. Mm -hmm. It was okay to ask him, but he said, no, leave it alone. You're focusing more on image and aesthetics than the true meaning of it and why he wears it. Yeah. Why does it bother you so much that his sister-in-law and daughter's initials are engraved on it for your wedding? And so Opie goes, if it was just his brother, I'd kind of get it but it's also the brother's wife and their kids' initials on it. So essentially, he'd be wearing a whole other's family's name <laughs> on our wedding day. 
It's not like an ex-girlfriend's name or, you know what I mean? Like, so that would piss me off. I'd be like, yeah, like we're not even getting married. Take off the necklace. That's a little weird. Yeah. But if it like his brother wore it, I don't think that's weird. I think she's weird. So someone asks and goes, info, why didn't this necklace go to his brother's wife or kid? Mm. OP goes, they've also passed. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, and she doesn't want him wearing it. All of the kids passed too. Did they like all die together? I'm gonna see if there's any comments elaborating like so far. Yeah. Um, but uh, one would assume they all died in a tragic accident yeah. together. Like three people taken out like that. What? Maybe he wants to honor all of them. I just got full body chills. That makes me so annoyed. <laughs> Why would you get <laughs> mad about that? Honestly. I hope he calls off the wedding. Yeah. I hope he calls off the wedding. This person why is would you evil. Call, why would you respond? Honestly, they're all dead. What? <laughs> why? Even, I wouldn't even admit that. I'd be like, I don't know. He's weird. Like, I would lie. I'm not going to be that honest. <laughs> That's crazy. So write that out and be like, send. That's the thing. Like, you wrote this, yeah. bitch. Like, you, you didn't realize, like, that maybe it's a what way What you're of saying is awful. Honoring them? Yeah. Oh my god. A bunch of people edited their votes. Um, so someone goes like, no assholes here, but I'm leaning more on his side. And then edited to change you're the asshole following reply from OP. <laughs> Just kidding. You are. Yeah. So people are kind of realizing like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I know I mentioned like the tucking the shirt thing. And so I'm reading this one. Um, right now and it says why do you care if he wears the necklace I'm assuming he would be wearing the necklace underneath his dress shirt and it will not be visible much anyways you should be happy that you're marrying someone who loves his late brother and yeah. wants to honor him aesthetics are less important mm -hmm. and Opie goes no he won't be tucking it into his shirt it's going to be out oh you're right <laughs> he's the asshole sucks Absolutely I'm glad you sucks. clarified <laughs> that's gonna be the most disgusting thing in all of your wedding pictures. all I'm gonna be thinking about is that necklace why is he wearing that every wedding picture I'm gonna see <laughs> that necklace it's not like a photographer could photo it photoshop it out for one or tell him put it away for one and then take it out for the rest of them yeah. I don't know so just, the one picture she wants is done mm -mm. no unacceptable oh my god that's crazy I don't understand people like this like you are so heartless mm -hmm. and like unself-aware too that, you know what i mean oh my god absolutely that's weird this whole family was wiped off the map and so how dare you honor them at my wedding yeah what i think that's a problem for a lot of brides and i know i've been like i'm not engaged even but i when you think about a wedding you're like i want this i want that i want to do it here and i'm mm. like wait it's not just my wedding. Yeah. And I think a lot of these bridezillas that go fucking apeshit on Reddit with mm -hmm. these dumb problems. <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah. This is dumb. But I think they forget, like, this is more than just a day. Yeah. This signifies the rest of your life mm -hmm. with this person. And you're showing him that you're a heartless yeah. fucking brat. I, especially because this is like the start of their new life together and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's a lot. <laughs> I would be calling it off. Yeah. I would absolutely be calling mm. it off. Okay. Moving along. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't think it gets better. Though. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this next one. Am I the asshole for telling someone they're selfish for asking a 22 year old to become a child's guardian? My 22 female boyfriend, Malcolm, 22 male, has a half-sister, Elena, 12 female. They have the same dad, and he's not involved in their lives. 
Their moms became close friends, and they were raised seeing one another. Malcolm's mom moved abroad a couple of years ago. Elena's mom, Sandra, was diagnosed with cancer last year. She went through treatment, but it's been determined that there's nothing they can do but make her comfortable. Sandra will pass sometime this year. She has no other family. Malcolm has spent a lot of time helping care for Elena, driving her to school, making them meals, etc. Recently, Malcolm sat me down. He said that Sandra asked to speak to him. She said she understood if the answer was no, but asked for him to take on custody of Elena sooner rather than later. That way she could adjust to him being her guardian before she passes. Malcolm would move in with them, and Sandra had a sizable life insurance policy and an accountant to help him care for Elena. To my surprise, he agreed to all of this without consulting me. I pointed this out, and he said, we've only been together for six months. I asked, didn't he feel too young for all of this? He said, sort of, but he'd do it for Elena. Without further discussion, he subleased his apartment and moved in with Sandra and Elena. Saturday, I stopped by to pick up Malcolm for lunch. He hadn't returned from work yet, so I was waiting with Sandra. We were making small talk. She mentioned how grateful she was for Malcolm and that he was a sweet boy. I asked if he was really her only option. I mentioned his mom. Sandra said Elena is losing enough. She doesn't want to force her to move abroad on top of everything. She also doesn't feel right asking Malcolm's mom to move back. I said I found the whole thing a little selfish. Malcolm is only 22. He shouldn't be tied down raising a child. Sandra got defensive and said she wished she didn't have to ask him. Plus, he said yes. I asked what else was he supposed to say. Sandra told me I was upsetting her and asked me to leave. Malcolm called me later, screaming at me. He said that I upset Sandra. I said I was trying to defend him and point out options she may not have thought of. Malcolm told me to butt out and to get on board with this or walk away. He hasn't spoken to me since. I saw Elena at the mall on Sunday, and she ignored me. My mom told me I screwed up big time. Am I the asshole? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I mean, yeah, like, I liked that the mom was like, I didn't act, like, I don't want him to have to do that. Honestly, if it were my choice, I would be her mom. I That's don't what I really think she would want. want to die. <laughs> yeah. If it were my choice, I wouldn't, but it's not, so. I don't want to have terminal cancer. Like, <laughs> she's like, maybe try not having cancer. <laughs> she might as well just said that to her. That's crazy. You're selfish. Yeah. yeah. You're telling a dying woman she's selfish for trying to ensure that her daughter, who is a 12-year-old mm -hmm. is taken care of when she's gone. And then he, we went, we've only been together six months. Relax. It's not that serious. I love that he said that. <laughs> we haven't even, we don't live together. Why would I tell you? Six months is nothing. Mm -mm. I don't, like, do you know their middle name at six months? Mm -mm. I mean, the fact that she even knows all of this at six months, that's, that's a lot of information to know about someone for sure. Yeah. I mean, at six months, I didn't even know if Justin wiped standing or sitting. And that's important to know. And these are important questions to ask your significant <laughs> I'd other. I'd be more worried about that than whatever she's worried about. I think she probably sees it as like, this is going to impact her life with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. His attention is not going to be just on her. It's oh, someone's coming between them. Poor thing. Oh. <laughs> it's just, it's baffling. It's like, versus like seeing the flip side where it's like, my boyfriend's amazing. Mm -hmm. He is such a caring, kind, empathetic. It's giving up all this to, you know. Yeah. 
Because he's only 22. Yeah. That's, that's, that is really young. You're right. But it's not ideal. Yeah. But it's his sister. It's also his sister. It's not like a family friend, a cousin. Yeah. Even a cousin, I could kind of see, but if it's like, my mom's best friend's daughter, so like she's just my friend. Yeah, like that. Could, that's kind of a lot, but I would. He would probably still do it. Yeah, but it's his literal sister. A little sister that he sounds like he's pretty close with. Yeah. Well, too. and then the fact that she didn't grow up with a dad, and neither did he. Maybe he could be that parental like father figure to her as well. Mm-hmm. That's like weirdo shit to be like. What are you doing? It sounds like it's just jealousy and little like of a twelve-year-old sister. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not like. I mean, by the sounds of it, too, there's a life insurance policy and an accountant. It doesn't sound like he's even going to have to contribute financially. No, or take on like a bunch of debt or, you know what I mean? Like like a house. Yeah. Like, that would be a lot to have to navigate. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's just being her guardian. <laughs> what? It's baffling. There's a lot of these stories, though, that come up where like siblings will take on younger yeah. siblings when their parents die. And I saw one where this woman adopted her two younger siblings Mm -hmm. um and the sibling grew up and was like after their their older sister had kids they were like you didn't treat me like that and it's like she was 18 when she adopted you i didn't have a job like yeah i was completely different person it's just insane people Mm. so the top comment on this one is Redbox a bunch of awards and it's only from 12 hours ago like this whole post is 12 <laughs> hours ago it's really fresh mm-hmm. and it's you're the asshole I swear to god if I see one more not the asshole on this thread I'll lose my faith in humanity you should listen to your mother sounds like she's a smart woman Malcolm got lucky he just got a glimpse into your soul when you let your mask slip it is twisted under there and cruel for god's sake harassing a dying woman really Mm -hmm. and shameless about it no less lucky for him he saw that early on and hasn't spent years of his life with you (laughs) you're right just six months so (laughs) i'm genuinely confused why he hasn't made a clean break yet maybe he has and just can't be bothered to inform you (gasps) (laughs) wow someone goes there was only one not the asshole i could see but they're about to be downvoted into oblivion (laughs) Yeah, this is totally fair to break up. I I can't imagine. I would never, ever feel brazen enough to confront a, a sick woman. I know. I was just when I when I you read that, I was like, I forgot about that part. That's that's ballsy right there. That is so ballsy. What is she supposed to do? Okay, you're right. I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, let me just not die. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry yeah. for inconveniencing so, oh, you. Yeah, your six month relationship. Sorry. <laughs> You're not engaged. No. You're not married. If you were married, yeah, it might be a little bit more of a group decision. Yeah. But he has no reason to ask you, Mm-mm. like, consult you. Or permission or any sort of, like, yeah. No. This isn't a, a group decision. It's I'm making it right now. Absolutely. For my sister. Yeah. Yeah, like, my parents, they asked me if I would be my, my brother's guardian. He's 18 now, so I don't have to worry about all that. But I would <laughs> still be there if they need me to. <laughs> You're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> the best big sister. I know. Oh man, yeah. I don't I don't think there's any winning with this one. I think uh this is a breakup. Yeah. Breakup. Divine intervention right there. Saved him. There you go. Saved his Holy ass. Holy Spirit, activate. That was Holy right. Spirit, activate. <laughs> activate. Act I should have put it on one of the sound pads <laughs> that I can't figure out how yeah. to use. <laughs> oh, well, next time, next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> okay, moving along. Moving along. 
One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. I have so many tabs open. I just wanted to like fuck us up today. Oh, I love that. So this one is from Off My Chest. It's an older one, you know, but still kind of a goodie. It's titled, My Boyfriend of One Year Left Me Because I Have Periods. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When when your girlfriend has periods. Gross. My sister told me she saw a TikTok one time that was like, it was a man saying that you know, like that women shouldn't have periods, that it's unnatural or something I saw like that. that. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, if I didn't have to have one, I wouldn't. <laughs> They're miserable. I wouldn't. I'm literally dying. It's not, Mine's not going to be here for another week and a half. And I feel like I have it already. Same. Our cycles must be synced. Yeah. Cycle sisters. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's just so brutal. And I'm dealing with like some, oh my God, no, no free feet pics. <laughs> I'm dealing with like some potential PCOS stuff and it's just like it's just an added layer and Justin like he's so so comforting like he brings me a little heat pad help me out whatever but um I just want to get one of those period simulators it's basically a TENS unit you can buy them on Amazon and I want to like simulate what it feels like on Mm -hmm. him so he just understands me a little more Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I just think it'd be so fun. Yeah, I agree. I've seen, yeah, when men do that, I'm like, I mean, it feels like that, but I, see how I don't act like that? Mm-hmm. I go, to, I still go to work, even though I have periods. Oh my God, yeah. It's just a rough world we live in. I know. Okay, so exactly what the title says. It's been a few weeks and I'm still so baffled and hurt. I don't know what to think. We had a future plan together. We were in the process of renting a place together too. He always seemed to be grossed out by women hygiene commercials, tampons, anything that had to do with periods and women's health. I didn't think much of it since he had been nothing but caring and loving and found it funny sometimes. I called him childish and I'd laugh about it. He would either change the topic or just said that it wasn't that funny. We've been staying in each other's houses a lot and never had sex since this one time we got all touchy. Then I stopped him when we were getting to it. He backed off and asked if everything was okay and if I'm uncomfortable. I said, no, it's just I'm on my period. Dead silence. He asked me, quote, for how long? (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? He then backed away further from me and sat silent, sometimes looking at his phone. I got sad and confused, so I laid down next to him, hoping for some cuddles, trying not to make it more awkward by saying something, so I was keeping silent. Nothing. Then he spoke. He said I should do something about it, and it completely ruined the mood for him. 
He told me he heard there's pills that make periods go away and everyone uses them. So why can't you? (laughs) I told him that's not true and that the pills have major side effects, which I don't want to take because my periods aren't at all heavy and I rarely get cramps. After hearing about them being heavy, he became completely disgusted. He told me he didn't want anything to do with it and to fix my problems. I wasn't even angry. I was just hurt and shocked. It was my boyfriend, my beloved, saying stuff like that to me. I fell asleep crying and hurt that night. It sounded so stupid, yet so embarrassing and hurtful. After three days of absolutely no feelings, just a hug saying goodbye to him in the morning, he was supposed to leave. He sent a text saying he has been thinking about me. He told me he does so much for us. Why can't I just fix my periods so it doesn't have to be such a problem? I told him he was making it a problem and that he should be real and not childish. Mm -hmm. He completely disagreed and called me selfish. The next morning, he dumped me over a text. It's almost as if the love wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I've been crying a lot, having panic attacks. I was so sure he was the one. This sounds so stupid. I can't believe it. So yeah, I don't want advice. I'm over him. I just wanted to rant on how some people are completely ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) Selfish for having a period. Oh my God. The delusion. It's crazy. Especially when you think about how my vagina bleeds out of the same hole that they would like to put their pee-pee in. Literally. It's not gross when that's there, but when I have a bodily function I can't control, it's gross. Same canal, buddy. (laughs) It's the same hole. It's no big deal. No, like, it's just a normal thing. It's like, it's not like, I don't like the cum that comes out of you. It's all gloopy and gluey. I don't get to pick what comes out. I don't, that's not my business. (laughs) But you don't see me calling you selfish, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That's crazy. It's so strange. This, This post and people like this, It really has me convinced that there's a lot of men that like really don't like women. Yeah, just say that. Or just say you don't want to be with her anymore. Like I would rather someone... Do you think it's really the period thing? The fact that he gets grossed out by... That's true, that's true. And she's seen a history of it too. Yeah, and just like commercials. Like they're not showing full tampons full of blood on tv it's like blue detergent or something but they're putting it on yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not and for him to be so mature and get grossed out by that like i have a boyfriend that doesn't care if i'm on my period or not he's just like oh whatever it's just it's natural are you okay no big deal yeah who cares he's like if he like this is tmi for everyone here he doesn't he'll like we have sex when i'm on my period he does not give a flying fuck no because he gets to have sex That's why. And because you're comfortable, we're having sex. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. I just had a flashback from high school. Wow. There was this girl that she liked to have sex in high school. Okay. Had sex with my boyfriend. (gasps) Yeah. And I remember some story about a guy who was like, yeah, I ate her out. And she didn't tell me she was on her period. And I kept getting globs in my mouth. (laughs) Everyone at home is puking right now. (laughs) What the heck? Straight people are wild, bro. <laughs> the, Why I, would you ever let someone do that to I you? I don't know. Maybe she, you know, and sometimes you don't know what's coming, like your period's yeah. starting. So maybe she was just like, thought she was just like fired up down there, like to get going. I'm, just, but just, I'm excited, yeah. But it was, she was starting her period. Oh my God. It's so <laughs> It's bad. getting you all worked up. <laughs> <laughs> was so like, there, yeah, there's a girl at my high school. 
I think she was like hooking up in the in the car, like of the parking lot of the high school I went to. Why? Oh my god! Um, like go home and do it. But Find I think a- he was fingering her, and then he told my sister he was like it felt like more wet than usual, like than other. Oh, I don't know. Almost no. like we're all like seventeen. So like, what do you? <laughs> how many girls have you done that to? And he said he looked and it was all blood, and she oh, you know no. she started period. He was like, oh okay, yeah, I gotta go. And he was so embarrassed, and that, but he was also like obviously disgusted because he's a 17 year old that's why like if they're like 17 then yeah. like maybe i could see him being like i mean it's not okay just like my brother poor thing he's grown up even my dad there it's like mainly women it's me my sister and my mom and then the two of them yeah both water sign men right oh, and then wow. me and my mom are fire signs and then drew's an earth or air sign i can't remember okay so i talk my period all the time my brother knows everything <laughs> about my period and then like the other day i was saying like do you know there's three holes down there he goes i don't need to know all that i'm like but you do you yeah, should know. You should. And one of them, every once a month, it bleeds. And I don't like it, but it's part of my body. <laughs> <laughs> You're so educational. Yeah. And then I my mom's this. like, you need to know this. Because it's true. Yeah. Because when they grow up to be stupid like that and say mean shit like that, just take a pill to stop it. No. Oh, my God. There's another story on here that I, um, I don't know if I've read it yet, but it was like, my boyfriend doesn't believe the clit is real. <laughs> and it's like this is the problem yeah this is why women have such hard times orgasming with yeah. men mm-hmm. like where's having, the proper sex education yeah or even having like a like a healthy relationship with a man like yeah but i mean i can't eat, i don't know what that's like and i don't want to know what that's like but i mean that's, why would i lie about that it's so weird. I think there's so many weird shit out there. Like, especially with dudes. I um I had a conversation with people once and I was like, having foreplay for 20 minutes increases the likelihood of an orgasm sure. for a woman by like 60% or mm-hmm. something like that. It's really high. I don't remember the exact stat right now. It's not but, like in the movies where they just start going at it. No, <laughs> no. And like the reality is a lot of women don't get off from penetration yeah like that's just the reality so i said this to like a group of guys or around some guys and they were like 20 minutes <laughs> like they were flabbergasted i'm like i'm like jesus christ it's like, like when you like play a sport you gotta warm up that's the warm-up yeah you gotta do the warm-up it's the stretching it's the stretching you run a lap right stretch <laughs> You get ready to go. Then you play the game. You don't just play. You get hurt. Then you'll get hurt or not have fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just... I can't believe people like this exist. But they do. And fucking TikTok. I... Have you seen the Matt Reif stuff on TikTok? Girl. (laughs) I have never liked him. He said some, like, weird, like... He's I've always, he's always giving me misogynist vibes. Really? But he said something weird in a stand-up set. Like I thought I saw a couple of his sets where I'm like, oh, that's funny, like just clips on TikTok. Then I saw one. I wished for the life of me I could remember what it was. Yeah. Then he was on that podcast and he said, you know, if I want I'm gonna date a girl, I want her to have boobs. Then he's talking about like how vaginas look and he I'm was like, like vaginas are ugly i think yeah. they're gross and she has a big clit it looks like a like i'm he said i mean it was kind of funny but it's not he said i'm gonna do like a thumb war with it yeah like okay that's a little funny like i'll give you that <laughs> but it's mean and like what does your pee look like i want to see it mm-hmm. i didn't realize um he was like that and Mm-mm. i had only seen his stand-up stuff on tiktok so yeah. matt rife he's a comedian for those of you that don't know and so I thought I was like, oh, he's cute. He's kind of funny. Great. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him on Stiff Socks podcast and I was like, this man 
is disgusting. Well, and then the way that all three of them are like, oh, that's the worst part. The locker room. That's, my talk. sister always says that, like, the worst men aren't the ones that are like, you already know they're a misogynist. You already know that they're like awful. Like, that guy doesn't believe periods are real. He's gross. Like, that, it's the people who don't say anything uh-huh. or who are secretive about it. Those are the ones you should worry about the most. So, like, if I was like, I would, I wish that one of them, especially one of them, I think his name is like Trevor or something, one of the hosts. Yeah, I've had them on the podcast. It was Trevor Wallace mm-hmm. and Michael something. Michael Socks. That's a stiff socks. That's his last name. Is it? I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter because that was so awful. Well, and then um, Matt Reif is like doubling down on it, like commenting, ha ha. Because some people are like, girls are standing up for like saying, like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And then someone writes, you're just mad because he won't even want you. And then he comments, ha 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 on it. Just maybe take the L, dude. Like, my sister said, you're a knockoff Pete Davidson. What do you want me to say to you? I think that's so true, though, where it's like, it's not the ones that are saying the stuff you have to worry about. Yeah. Because you know where they stand. Yeah. It's the ones that laugh or go along with mm-hmm. it. Or don't say anything when something scary is happening. Oh. You know what I mean? That is so true. I've never thought about it that way, but it just proves that you don't have a safe space. No. Unless you know who these people are. Mm-hmm. I know. And I couldn't believe they clipped that like as like a promo. Like, isn't this hilarious? I'm like, you guys are crazy. I'm surprised that... Uh, the PR team yeah. didn't like put a kibosh on They're that. Like, mm, maybe we don't. Yeah. Nope. They're like, that's funny. Post that one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's kind of like the um the Tara girl that's on TikTok too. It's ah! like it's so many people right now are just like saying the most outrageous stuff because any clickbait, any viral clip is better than like nothing. Her as a person in general like she's gonna say stuff that she wants attention for yeah she's a pick me like there's no other way to describe it no way to put it i've seen so many lesbians like being like what do you mean by this like all the shit she's saying think of like the i finna be in the pit that was enough for me to be like i don't like you i didn't even like her before that did you see that the harry styles yeah then she talked about how she spent 30 grand on harry styles concerts got scammed didn't she no that's where that that's where I finna be in the pit is from when she got scammed. No, she <laughs> went through her like accounts or whatever for last year to total this year to show everyone how much she spent on concerts. Oh and she spent God. over 30 grand in a year. Jesus. And I'm like, what do you want people to say to that? Oh man, you're so funny. Like, of course people are gonna be like, I wish I could have that money to pay rent. Thirty thousand dollars is life changing yeah. for just about everyone. 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 And she's like, hmm. Now I'm going to go make out with a girl in front of my boyfriend so he likes me. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. And what's that too is that she's an OnlyFans creator, which I support sex workers. And I think I yeah. think that's super cool that they do that. Um, and I think it's uh, super feminist or whatever. But the way she does it isn't. And it's disappointing mm-hmm. and not fair to the people that actually do it in a way that isn't like that. I yeah, absolutely. Whew. Moving along from this one. <laughs> Shit. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. 
Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Next one. Next one. Uh, this one has two parts. It's a little wild. Do you have both the parts? I got both the Those parts. Those are my favorite posts. You're like, here's an update. It's, I think. I need the tea. Yeah, I'm not going to give too much away. It's the worst part about me. <laughs> I just love spoiling stuff mm-hmm. for everyone. Okay. So it's 13 days old and is titled, Am I the asshole if I tell my friend her boyfriend is planning to propose? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the top vote on the post. My 27 female best friend has been dating her boyfriend, 26 male, for over five years. A while back, he reached out to me to help figure out ring size and the setup so he could make this the most magical day for her. Having known my friend for over 20 plus years, I know exactly how she wants her proposal to go and who she wants to be there. So I relayed all of this information to him months ago via text and over the phone. I even took the time to covertly find and confirm which ring she would love the most. A little background. My friend is incredibly family and friend oriented and in the past expressed to me on multiple occasions, especially during holiday season, that in the five years they've been together, he hasn't really made much of an effort to indoctrinate himself into her family or friendships the way she has for his. While I do generally like him, I've always felt that he is incredibly self-serving and self-focused. Recently, through a mutual friend, I found out he started a group text between his, emphasis on his, friends and his family, to set up a time and date of the proposal. He has not only excluded myself, and according to the screenshots I've seen, he is doing everything verbatim I suggested he do, but he has completely excluded her family and other close friends from the event. He is planning on only having his boys and family present for the occasion. And knowing my friend, this would ultimately break her heart not being able to share this moment with her loved ones. I got heated and called him. At first, he was dodging my questions. Then, just outright said, quote, This is my proposal, and I've spent enough time and money to choose how I do it. Just be happy for your friend. It's not like you're not coming to the wedding. This infuriated me. And to make matters worse, I ran into her mom and dad at the grocery store and subtly asked if they knew of any possibility she was getting engaged. They were unaware, and I know for a fact my friend has told him that he needs to ask her parents for their blessing. She's somewhat traditional. My friend wears her heart on her sleeve, and I can predict how this event will go down when she sees all of his close friends and family there, and none of hers. Considering her previous sentiments about his lack of interest in her family slash life, she will 100% see this as being hurtful and selfish, and I know she'll cry. To make matters worse, the location of the proposal is a whopping 30 minutes from her parents' house. I don't want to get involved in a fight or reveal the surprise, but on the other hand, I feel like I owe it to my lifelong friend to help her avoid being hurt and disappointed. Maybe even helping her rethink what her future would look like 
with someone who just doesn't really appreciate what she values in life. So am I the asshole if I tell my friend her boyfriend is going to propose? Hmm. At first I said yes, um, but that was before I knew the story. I also think people put a lot of pressure on proposals. So much. And it's kind of like the least important part of the whole thing. Literally. I think the wedding's more important than that. Absolutely. I mean, if she already knows that he doesn't try to make an effort to be close with her family and friends, even though he knows that's important to her, um, then I don't know that they should get married. Nope. Um, I don't think I would ruin it. I would just let him do it and then be like embarrassed that it didn't go the way that he wanted. That's what I would do. I I love that. <laughs> let him let him shoot himself in the yeah. foot. Yeah. How inconsiderate, mm-hmm. especially considering how much she's expressed over the years, how important family yeah. is. And I want you to ask my parents mm-hmm. for their blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel like proposals some people it depends on who you ask and what the dynamic of the couple is Mm -hmm. but a lot of times people will say like the proposal is really for the person that's being proposed to yes yes it's for both of you you're both going to get married Mm -hmm. but it's for that person yeah it's their surprise Mm -hmm. so you should really do things that they would like not necessarily what you would like just because you're doing it yeah yeah how do you think that'll play out for you do you want to be the one that proposes so I've actually been engaged before (laughs) Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, I was engaged for a year. Um, Did you propose? We like planned, so like that's what I was saying. Like I wanted to get married as soon as we graduated and she was like, no. And I was like, okay, that hurt my feelings, but that's fine. And so (laughs) then um, I kept asking her, like, are we going to do it? Are you doing it? And I would make jokes like, Okay, if you do it, like, because I did, I wanted her not to ask my family for permission because we're not like that. No. But she was really close to my parents, especially my mom. So I want her to, like, tell my mom this is what she's doing. Involvement in some way. Especially, I mean, Morgan, we've known each other for a year. You know how important my family is to me. It's so, everything. And she knew that, too. So, anyways, um, she was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. That was so stupid. Um, And then, <laughs> no, what we ended up doing was in, like, I feel like the pandemic, like, flipped everyone on their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so we just decided she was like, OK, yeah, I'm ready to get engaged. So we like we would go on dates like during the pandemic in our car. Like we would order food and just sit in my car. Yeah. So we got engaged in my car. We proposed to each other. OK, that's and cute. Picked each other's rings. Uh, every time I told my I told this story, my sister's like, I wish that she cared about you enough to do it for you because she knew like I love being surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, I love surprising other people and I want to be surprised, but I always want to know what everyone's doing. So I'm also like, yeah, we are the same literal <laughs> I'm, like, same person. A surprise party, but like make sure it looks like this and then I'm wearing this on the day you do it and then also mm-hmm. what are we doing you want to know but like you don't really yeah. want to know but you want to know yeah exactly so yeah um no so we did it in the car and then this is kind of tea we called my mom because I was living with my parents at the time so I called my parents and like we're all crying so we're excited then I call my sister she's crying and then we call her mom and her mom is like her I didn't get along with her family and her mom goes oh okay <laughs> So we heard her mom did. And then we hung up and then she was crying because she was obviously upset. And I said, yeah. well, you know, my mom's excited. Who cares? You know? Yeah. But uh, that should have been also an indicator to me that we shouldn't be together anymore. But yeah. I have been engaged before. We didn't plan anything because it was so, it was only a year that we were engaged. Yeah. Almost two. But yeah, it was a long time. So wild. It feels like a lifetime ago. It doesn't even feel like me anymore. Like that was a version of me I don't know. <laughs> well, and I met you after, but it's so funny because I remember your first couple episodes of two idiot girls which Mm -hmm. i i know i fell in love with and it was before i met drew and Mm -hmm. like was doing research before she came on and 
I mean, just hearing the way she talked about you two as a couple, mm-hmm. it was like, I realized like what love is. And it was mm-hmm. such a great role model to have Dason. And I'm just like, it's ah, crazy. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, and that's why people are like, I don't get it. Is she single? Because I wanted to take those episodes down. Yeah. And then I was like, no, because then it shows growth. It does. And you could see like, sometimes it looks like that to you. My sister and I always talk about 500 Days of Summer. And in that movie, like, Drew always talks about how Chloe Grace Moretz, she tells Joseph Gordon-Levitt, she tells him like, really look at it. Like, was it what you think it was? Mm-hmm. And then he looks and he can see she was always annoyed with him. She didn't really like him like that. She was honest with him. And so I look at my relationship the same way. So having been engaged wow. and us getting engaged in a way that I didn't want to do, I just did because I wanted to be engaged yeah. because I was in love and I thought that's what we were supposed to be doing. Um, I would want someone to surprise me. And then she was always like so embarrassed. So she would be like, I would never do that in front of your family. I'm like, no, that makes sense because you're not like that. And then I was thinking, shouldn't I be with someone who would do something like that because it's for me, not for her? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think you said it so, so well where it's like, yeah, you want someone that wants to surprise you. And it's sad because it is cute to mm-hmm. propose to each other. Like if, but that if, if that's what you want. Yeah. Which is not really what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's it's really tough. Justin, I'm really scared, to be honest. <laughs> really scared. He says he has a plan. Ask when. No idea. <laughs> I fucking hate surprises. I like to know when they're going to be. Yeah. I mean, I Google the ends of movies. Yeah, that's true. She I can't. S- she won't watch new shows because she wants to know what's going to happen. I, I Google it. Yeah. I Google the ending of every single show. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it with Outer Banks season three yet. <laughs> Give me some credit. I have to watch the season two, but and then I'll watch season three. Yeah. It's pretty good. But um, but angering. It Everyone in that show is so hot. So that's why I'm going to watch it. Chase Stokes. And now he's dating Kelsey Ballerini. I know, T. But Even Madeline, Madeline Klein. Klein. Oh. Oh. Everyone, Mad- is her name Madison Bailey? That's her name, right? Oh, she's such a cutie too. I, the actor that plays Pope. Everyone in the show is so hot. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, You got it. But oh my God, he says he has a plan and he's told other people this plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, is it outside? Is it nature? Because mm-hmm. like all I literally want when I think about like my dream proposal Justin, I know, take you, notes, take I know notes. you hear this audio. <laughs> I literally saw a picture where it was like on a cliff edge, like overlooking water, beautiful mm. greenery, trees, tea light candles everywhere. That's it. I just nature with a photographer in the bush. Yeah. And like a party with friends and family after. Yeah. That's what I want. That's your engagement party right after. Yeah, yeah. right after. Like, ah, like in Iceland. A dude, I have been twice. Like I've never been. Months. I know. I live vicariously through the both of you. I'm like, wow. I can't believe we went to Iceland twice. That's how I feel. I didn't go, but we want to go in August. <gasps> Do you want to come? Yes. We're gonna go uh, throw puffins off the cliffs. Throw them? Yeah. They Why? get they get lost. The little babies they uh-huh. get lost in the town, and you have to like scoop them out with nets so they don't drown and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning you go to the cliffs and you throw them off. Throw them off. Yeah. It helps them. Okay. It'll be good. <laughs> They're all, don't throw them like that. I'm like, oh, throwing it. <laughs> um, okay, so top comment on this one. Do not tell her, all caps. As much as you know her and want this proposal to go as planned, it is ultimately up to her boyfriend how he wants to do it. If your friend is disappointed, then that can be her sign to discuss with her fiance about moving forward. It is not your place to tell her or intervene at this point. Mm-hmm. OP replies, huge red box lots of awards um and basically says since this is the top comment so far i'm hoping my response here will be seen by the masses fellow redditors let me make this super super clear you've convinced me tenfold not to say anything to her and to let things play out as they should 
I've done the extent of what I can by trying to reach out to him, and he decided not to listen to me. That's on him. It's not my place to initiate a fight slash problem and possibly ruin things before they even happen. Trust me when I say I am not going through with it. I see now that this is 1000% not my place, regardless of my loyalty and relationship with my friend, and I would be making things far worse by interjecting myself where I have no right to be. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other stuff that they write, but um, we're going to get to the update. It's fine. It's just, <gasps> okay. it's just talking about I thought Reddit. that was the update. I was so excited. Okay. No. Oh, no. There's more. We get the resolution. <gasps> okay. So update. To everyone who told me to keep my mouth shut, thank you. So on Saturday, the day of the proposal, I got a call from her boyfriend. He was screaming at me, blaming me for not showing up, uninvited still, to the proposal with her parents because she was upset they weren't there. What? I was <laughs> fucking slack-jawed. I told him I knew this would happen, and he says verbatim, quote, you just admitted you knew this would happen. So if you knew the whole time and you actually cared for her, you would have invited them. I was gobsmacked and hung up on him. Not even an hour later, I get a call from her asking me to come to her parents. According to her, this is how the situation played out. He popped the question. She said yes, and the people he invited popped out from hiding. She was bombarded by four of his guy friends, his mom, dad, older brother, and his sister-in-law. His parents were holding a sign that said, quote, Welcome to the family, Mrs. Insert his last name here. And this is where things go downhill. I did not know this before, and I thought I knew everything. But my friend doesn't want to change her last name. <clears throat> and she's told him that repeatedly since they'd gotten together. She's an only child from a Ukrainian family. Oh, I love that. And with everything going on with Ukraine in the last year, she's doubled down. Yeah. I literally just got full body chills. I am too. <laughs> uh, when she saw the sign, she joked, Mrs. His last name. I think you mean Mrs. Her last name. Mm -hmm. Everyone went silent until his mom said, quote, well, the ring is already engraved. No, what? No changing it now. She takes the ring off and sees Mrs. His last name engraved on the band. Then she asked if her parents were coming. He gave every excuse. He didn't have their number. There were too many people there. He wanted to keep it private and eventually said, quote, This was my proposal to you. And now my family is your family. We can just send your parents the pictures later. Oh. She took the ring off and left. Good. That's when I'm assuming I got the call from him. Mm -hmm. She went straight to her parents. She asked them about the engagement. They were clueless. She then asked if I knew anything. I asked if she was in the right place. She said she was. So I told her I would answer any questions she had rather than dumping everything on her. Mm -hmm. She was upset but thanked me. She was furious when I told her about the call with him earlier and said, does he really think I'm that shallow? She said it wasn't about having a perfect proposal for her or her parents there. It was about him making the whole thing about himself, mm -hmm. as always, and she was done feeling ignored and belittled. So this was her breaking point. She's staying with her parents currently and has been receiving texts from him. The worst one so far is him telling her she has to pay him back for the <laughs> ring 
And for ruining his life. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> right now, all I can do is be here for her and whatever decision she makes. I will fully support because as you've all helped me realize, this isn't about me. It's about her. Not my monkey, not my circus. Yeah. Edit. She gave him the ring back when she took it off. I didn't include that because I was at the 3000 character limit already. Edit two. Update. I did not mention this plan when I originally posted just in case her ex found this thread. But I can report now that we got a heads up last night that he wasn't at their apartment. So we ran over and got most of her shit out. At least all of the really important stuff. To those asking, no, she isn't going back to him. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love a happy ending. That was a good one. I liked that one. That's so manipulative to put the name on the band. Ew. You know what I mean? Tacky. Like he's like, well, I can't take it off. And she's going to be like, okay. You know she wanted to keep her last name. You absolutely know. It's so manipulative. And the fact that the mom knew about it Mm -hmm. and was like, well, it's too late now. It's engraved Mm -hmm. in the band. It's not too late. No. We even signed a marriage license. I didn't even say care if it just says Mrs. and there's a strike through. Yeah. (laughs) The last name. I don't want that name on me. That's not my name. Hell no. And like, even if you get married, your last name doesn't automatically change. No, you don't have to. I'm not going to change my last name. I've been thinking about it lately. Yeah, because my brother, he's the only one that'll carry on my dad's last name. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, my, I don't know about my sister, but I'm for me, I'm not going to change my last name. I love it. your last name. It is so beautiful and unique. And I I love it. I keep seeing a lot of videos, too, especially um, there's this one lesbian creator. And she's like, you straights, like, you got to pick the coolest name. Yeah. Like, pick the cooler name or, like, create your own. I love that. When people create their own legacy, like, yeah. together. I think that's super cute. I so. know. It's so cool. I was talking to Justin about it recently. And I was like, what do you think about hyphenating ours? So it's Absher Thunstrom. And, like, you take Absher, too. And he's like, yeah, that's really cool. That's a powerful name right there. Yeah. I mean, Thunstrom alone, that's that's crazy. Absher Thunstrom, <sighs> 10 out of 10. Ooh. <laughs> it's so funny. Every time we chuck it into, like, a hotel under his name, they— I think they like read it or like see it mm-hmm. and they're like thunderstorm. <laughs> He's like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> but uh, oh, top comment on this update is I don't know what happened before, but I really hope this poor girl sees those glaring red flags and end things with him, mm-hmm. which she did. I know. Well, and it sounds like she looked back and was like, he used to do this. Think of all the, that's what, like, with the period story, think of all the shit she puts up with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't shower or wash his butt good. Nope. Anything. And she still is with him. But then she has a bodily function she can't control. And then she's disgusting. So it's the same here. Like, I'm sure she put up with a bunch of shit. And she goes, and you're not even going to respect the way that I want to be proposed to slash my family to be involved. Like, we're done. It's so weird. I think that's a little bit of ring clarity too, Mm. where we stay in these relationships and we think this is amazing. Yeah. Every, every relationship has some issues. It's, it's fine. It'll it'll get better. Especially, you know, if we move in together Mm. or if if we get married and we get a dog or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And we see, you know, a lot of times with ring clarity, especially thanks to TikTok, Mm. you get engaged and all of a sudden you're like, wait, is this what I really want? I had never heard of ring clarity until I started listening to hot takes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, was I having ring clarity? I think you were. Back then. I think you were. Only time told me that, yes, I was. <laughs> shit comes out. Mm-hmm. Shit comes out. When that ring goes on the finger, shit comes out and it yeah. gets real. And 
I saw like a bunch of stuff on TikTok where this girl got proposed to and then like three of his girlfriends saw it and came out of the woodwork. <gasps> so it's like that ring goes on the finger and like shit goes down. Yeah. If, if there's anything to be found out, it will come out. Same with like, I mean, all the Adam Levine shit that happened last year. Oh my God. Or do you watch Love is Blind? I have seen the first couple seasons and I saw like clips of the uh, Raven. Yeah. Raven and like. Yeah, she was on Vile Files. And yeah. She talked about it. Yeah. Just goofy. Mm. I just, oh, especially like when you're such a public facing figure, you're, how do you feel like you're going to get away with cheating? I don't know. How dumb are you? You're going on one of the most famous shows on Netflix. How dumb are you? <laughs> I don't know. It's a man. It's a man. <laughs> they have the audacity. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Well, happy ending with this one. Yes. I love this for her. Sounds like she's got a good friend. Mm -hmm. I'm glad she didn't tell her. I know. That way, let her come to, I feel like if they come to the conclusion, they're more likely to stick with their decision than just listening to other people. Yeah. yeah. I also thought about the fact too, if she would have told her friend mm -hmm. or like would have intervened and got the parents there, even though she wasn't invited and the parents weren't invited, if she would have like gone against that boyfriend, how much could that have changed the outcome? Sure. If the parents were there, mm -hmm. would she have taken that as a sign? Oh, he cared, mm -hmm. even though it had nothing to do with him. Mm -hmm. And would she have gotten married? Yeah, well, and then the last name, she probably would have been like, ah, it's fine, because at least he brought my parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, I'll compromise on that yeah. because my family's here. Mm -hmm. That's some divine intervention. <laughs> Holy Spirit activated. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it activated. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com, and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Okay, this next one is about food. And I saw this story and it reminded me of a Two Idiot Girls episode where you and Drew were talking about like your like weird foods. Weird foods yeah. you like to eat. And one was like ketchup on rice. Rice. I don't like that, but Drew does. What kind of rice? Like white rice? Like regular white rice. Regular ketchup or no sugar? Like what are we working with? Heinz? Mm, yeah. The the regular one. What does it taste like? It tastes nasty. I think ketchup's gross. <laughs> like, I'll eat it in hamburgers, <laughs> but I won't enjoy it. But, like, I'm not going to... When people dip stuff in it, I'm like, you're gross. But I like ranch. But I love ranch. I think ketchup's gross. But, yeah. They just, but you're, are you vegan? Yeah. You're vegan? Yeah. So, what's um what's a good dairy-free ranch for you? Ooh, um, follow your heart. That's a good one. Because oh, I've been... We're dairy-free these days. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Borderline going towards vegetarian because meat grosses me out. Yeah, me too. That's why I stopped eating it. Oh, I just... <laughs> It's, it's if I don't have to cook it, I like it. Mm -hmm. But 
it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'll send, I'll text it. you the a picture of it. It's the best dairy free ranch. Because some of them will be like, oh yeah, it's made with coconut milk, but you can't taste it. Yes, you can. You can always taste coconut. I'm not drinking that or eating that. Yeah. But the follow your heart one tastes like regular ranch. Okay. And the Target has an off-brand one. I'll send it to you. Okay. It was really good. Yeah. What's your weird food that you have? Um, I don't think I had any when I was telling Drew. What? I mean, I like to eat pickles. That's not that weird. That's very normal. Yeah. Olives out of the can. Again, normal. Yeah. I don't have any. I couldn't think of any. No weird like food combos? No. I mean, we also talked about how, like Drew hates peanut butter and jelly, oh. but I love peanut butter and jelly. Can't yeah. get enough of it. Toast the bread too. And oh, you strawberry. have to toast the bread. Yeah. But strawberry jelly is the best jelly. Mm, okay. I like where this is headed. <laughs> so this one is titled, Am I the asshole for refusing to punish my son for calling his classmates food weird? I, female 32, caught a private text this morning from the mother of my son's, male 7, classmate. She told me that apparently my son has been calling her daughter's traditional lunch weird and things as such, and apparently that is making her daughter feel uncomfortable and insecure. She asked me to please talk to my son about being more sensitive and respectful so her daughter doesn't feel excluded. Now, I feel for this woman as a fellow mother. No one wants to see their child feeling sad but overcoming insecurities is a big part of growing up. Additionally, I thought it was ridiculous of her to criticize my son, a seven-year-old, for making relatively innocuous and curious comments about food that is not familiar to him. He is at a curious age and is discovering the world, and I refuse to try and limit him and shut him down for not having the emotional sensitivity of an adult. Politely, I told that mother that I was sorry for her daughter struggling with insecurities And I found some online parenting articles about building your child's confidence to send to her so she could use some tips to help her daughter out. She replied and said I was acting completely shamelessly and disgracefully and I am not able to text her anymore. (laughs) Am I the asshole? Was it like uh, like cultural food? Her daughter's traditional lunch. Oh, okay. So it's like PB&J and stuff, right? I think this is cultural food. Yeah. I'm going to take that as like, it could be like, if they're an Indian family, it's like a curry or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I'm I'm envisioning it's some mm-hmm. sort of... I, I mean, that would make sense. He's not going to make fun of PB&J. Yeah. yeah. Or pizza. No, because that's... This little white boy's probably seen that. <laughs> He's eating that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you are the asshole. I mean, saying no is one thing. Like, no, that's your own problem. That's an issue in of itself but uh to send the articles dude it's like over the top that's fucked up that's insane mm. also like it's kind of ironic that she's saying things like he's curious he's at a curious age and is discovering the world <laughs> clearly not if he's being a bully being a bully <laughs> about someone's food I mean, yeah, so it's weird. It's, and it's not even, um, I mean, her being insecure, it's because he's disrespecting her and her family's culture. Yeah. So like, yeah, you should tell your kid, don't fucking do that at school. It's really weird. And mm-hmm. honestly, I've seen a lot of stories from people coming out and they're like, yeah, I was Indian and I had traditional food. And yeah. my dad made me a lunch every day and I was so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I threw it away mm-hmm. and got school lunch instead yeah. because I was made fun of. Mm-hmm. 
And that scarred them. Like, stuff like that sticks with you when you're a kid. Yeah. It really does. It does. And it makes you embarrassed of your culture, which is super shitty. Because when you grow up in it, like, you want to be proud of it. But, like, no one else is. So you feel embarrassed. Did you you deal with that at all? Um, No. I mean, I've eaten eaten my fair share of someone food. But we never would take it for lunch or anything like that. I wonder if my dad did, though. Because my dad grew up, was, like, born here. But grew up in Samoa. And then grew up, like, end up coming back. Mm -hmm. But, um... No, I mean, well, I did in a sense, not about food. It would be like, oh, well, like, cause I grew up in a predominantly like Latino area. Mm-hmm. Um, like my godfather is Mexican. So I grew up around Spanish a lot. All my best friends were Mexican and stuff. Um, so people would ask me like, oh, are you Mexican? Or they would speak Spanish to me and I'd be like, I don't know what you're saying. Um, and so that always kind of bothered me because there was no one that looked like me and Drew or my mom or my dad. And so it wasn't until that's why we love The Rock so much. Yeah. He was like our one. Like we had a couple. And what's funny is de- like that type of like wrestling that that's so important to our culture. And I <laughs> yeah. don't know why. I think it's so silly. But like all my cousins, my dad, like they all loved watching it. I didn't. But um, I could see why, I guess. So we had other like Samoan wrestlers that were like a big deal. Like Rikishi, he was one. And his big move is he would put his butt in your face which is like <laughs> very someone very silly like you're like of course you're doing that because it's funny but it wasn't until the rock like became the rock and then you know got out of wrestling that i was like oh my gosh it's like so then i'd be like oh i'm someone and they'd be like what's that i'm like oh well it's like hawaiian that's what i used to always say mm-hmm. and one time my dad heard me say like don't ever say that again you're not hawaiian like we're someone there's nothing wrong with being hawaiian but, he's like, but don't lie like it's the pride it's not too. the same yeah. thing yeah it's like be prideful exactly so then when the rock is out i was like oh like you know guys you guys know the rock they're like yeah i'm like he's my uncle he's not my uncle everyone says that <laughs> people are telling me my sister we tell everyone you're my cousins because there's no someone girls in media you know what i mean oh i'm all God. I don't care. I'll tell people you're my cousin. Like, that's funny. Yeah. But same with like Moana, like stuff like that. It means a lot. So, but I never took food to school like that or anything like that. Like my mom was like, PB and J. It's easy. Get yeah, out of here. Go to school. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think that's what's so cool about TikTok is I, I watch like thousands of videos of people making like traditional Korean dishes mm-hmm. or Japanese dishes. And then um, seeing like, like white moms make their kids like Korean food to take to school. And then I see like Asian creators like stitching it and saying like, that's so cool. Cause I wish that I could have eaten my lunch in peace and not been like, what's that smell or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I can't even imagine, but yeah. It's wild. I, um, I didn't really Minnesota. We're very bland there. There's, (laughs) you know, great Mexican food. Mm -hmm. There's good Thai food, sushi, but like, I didn't really encounter like a lot of Filipino food Ooh, okay. and um, coming to grad school, I just loved everyone brought these amazing dishes. Mm-hmm. And like, I honestly don't know if I had seen like tamales mm-hmm. before and like empanadas, mm-hmm. like really good empanadas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but like seeing that in grad school, I just like, I appreciate it so much. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. But I, it's just, it's so weird to me that like this mom wouldn't want to instill in her son and be like, there's a bunch of different cultures. Mm-hmm. There's so many different foods. Mm-hmm. And hey, no, that's not weird. Let's let's go out to a restaurant so you can try some sure. yourself. Yeah. Like as a parent, you want to create such an inclusive, worldly mm-hmm. experience for your kid. Or yeah. at least I would. Like <laughs> I want my kid to be able to go out in the world and survive and thrive mm-hmm. anywhere and everywhere. Amongst all different types of people. Yeah. And be inclusive and mm-hmm. open-minded and kind. Like 
hearing your son's being an asshole and you're like, here, let me send your daughter some self-help articles. Tell her to toughen up. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? It's, That's weird. It's crazy. It's giving Karen. <laughs> yeah. It's giving Karen. I would send that lady back articles on how to raise a kid that's not an asshole. Yes. Thank you for the tip. Here's some for you. <laughs> yeah. Raising a future bully. Yeah. Ugh. Top comment on this one. You're the asshole. <laughs> Teaching your kid to be respectful of mm-hmm. others' choices is not shutting him down. It's literally part of your job as a parent to, you know, parent. And it's not like he's asking, like, what's that? Like, what are you eating? Or, like, he's, like, curious about what she's eating. Yeah. He's just being a dick. He's being a bully. Yeah. He's just being a bully. Mm -hmm. And, like, calling someone's lunch weird and saying things as such. That's not a curious comment. Like, Mm -mm. the mom is brushing it off. Calling something weird, he's being a little bully. Yeah. He's being rude. I'm sure he would be meaner if he wasn't seven. Because he just doesn't know those big (laughs) words yet. But when he does, because you're not teaching him not to be mean. He's going to use them. (laughs) Exactly. Someone goes entitled child in the making, (laughs) which most likely will lead to an entitled adult. A lot of comments. A lot of comments. People just pissed at OP. Yeah. Rightfully so. Vote on this one is asshole. There's no comments from OP, though. (laughs) She's like, "Uh, that's enough. (laughs) Yeah. People don't don't like to hear that they're wrong. Yeah. Uh, But it's posted four days ago. So maybe there will be a little update realizing... Hey, yeah, I suck. <laughs> I uh, I realized I was wrong. Yeah. But uh, over this one. Up next, am I the asshole for kicking a girl out of my party for calling her boyfriend daddy? Okay. <laughs> was it Pedro? Ah, <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. I'll go on for way too long. It was Travis Kelsey. Yes, I'm gay. I know. It doesn't make any sense, but... I stopped having a crush on Travis Kelsey and now it's strictly just Pedro Pascal. I can't get enough. You don't have to put yourself in a box. No, I know. But I know because everyone's like, oh, read the lesbian master doc. Um, Have you ever read that? (laughs) Look it up. It's pretty good. (laughs) But basically it talks about um, compulsory heteronormativity. Oh. Which like my sister was like, the biggest indicator that you were gay when we were little and I should have noticed that is I had a hundred crushes. Every boy I met, I had a crush on. But I would never want to talk to them or sit near them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my sister was repulsed by every man that's ever been around her. Whereas me, I'm like, okay, new crush, you're it. You know what I mean? But I would never talk to them or anything like that because we weren't allowed to date growing up. Yeah. Which made it way more confusing when I did realize I liked girls. So that's why it's just Pedro. But then in the article, it talks about how we're we're brought up to be heteronormative, right? So it's just like... You can't help it. That's just how my brain operates. And they were saying, like, if all your crushes are men that are like famous or you don't know and you know you'd never run into, then you're probably a lesbian. And I'm like, oh, T. But then the the more stuff Drew gets to do, I'm like, if I ever meet Pedro Pascal, I'll literally die. Like, oh my God, I hope it happens. I just love him so much, like as a person. And he's very good looking. But he's he's, so cute. I know. That's why I'm like, is he the same age as my mom? Yeah. But I know I could, I know I can make it happen. But then would I? I don't know. I like to make up a lot of things. So we'll see. He's a oh, good looking guy. But yeah. I just love that he watches the thirst traps made about himself. <laughs> His favorite's Pedro Pascal fan account. Yeah, he loves it. And then like, there's an interview I saw with him recently where the interviewer was like, hi, daddy. Yeah. And he's like, hi, mommy. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, I'm your cool slutty daddy. I'm all, yes. <laughs> it's good that you're bringing all this up. Because it makes me realize that I picked really good stories for you for your father knows something. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So if you're interested in hearing some write-ins related to LGBTQ plus issues, head over there because Dason is going to be on the couch with my dad as well. 
Mm. It's going to be so good. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one, let's see what this is about. Kicking a girl out for calling her boyfriend dad. Her own boyfriend, right? Not her. Yeah. Okay. I, female 24, was hosting a small-scale hangout with about 15 of my friends. One girl, female 23, is an acquaintance of mine, and she came with her boyfriend. We were all sitting around in the main room and eating pizza when she came to sit and sat on her boyfriend's lap. A little weird since there were open seats, but I didn't say anything. (laughs) While we were talking as a group, she would always refer to her boyfriend as daddy. She would interject with things like, quote, Daddy just bought me a new stand mixer. And daddy looks so handsome in the shirt, right? I told him to get it. <laughs> At first, we thought she was joking or messing with us, but she continued doing it. And the rest of us were side-eyeing each other and were kind of uncomfortable. I asked her if she could save the pet names for home because some of us were feeling uncomfortable. She got upset and told me to stop making such a big deal over a nickname and slut-shaming her. I told her that wasn't my intention at all. But I would appreciate if she could stop because it was killing the vibe. (laughs) She started ranting at me about a whole lot of stuff, and I just told her and her boyfriend to please leave. Her boyfriend was pissed too, but they eventually got out. The rest of the evening was less uncomfortable and way more peaceful. A few of my friends who didn't know the girl I kicked out thanked me for making her leave, but we all felt kind of awkward because of what happened. Am I the asshole? Mm, No. If they're being weird and you don't really know her, you'd be like, okay, like, especially if she's not matching the vibe. Yeah. Well, and if she's arguing with her, then I'd be like, okay, you gotta go, dude. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Does it sound to you like they're, the couple is trying to involve others in like their kink? (gasps) Which is making people uncomfortable? Yeah. Or just like, daddy, daddy. Like, I feel like it's kind of a thing where people call their significant other like daddy. That's a kink? I don't know. To call people daddy? Maybe. Oh, is it a kink? (laughs) I don't know. Well, and it's your house. So if you don't like how someone's acting, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And she wasn't slut shaming her. She was just like, well, did she do it in front of everyone? I would have pulled her. Oh, I would have pulled her to the side. That's kind of mean. Yeah. Daddy kink is a sexual fetish. Ooh. Calling your partner daddy in bed can be an erotic way to explore power play. Ooh. Okay. Try it out, Morgan, and let me know if it works. Give me the. Give me the tea. I literally would rather do so many other things. The real tea with that is that I call my dad, daddy. I call my parents, mommy and daddy, mama, daddy. I used to. Yeah. Until the internet ruined it for me. I know. Now when I do it, it's not in front of people because people are weird about my dad. He's a handsome man. I get it. But Do you have like a lot of people thirsting after your dad? Oh, yeah. It's bad. What? We don't even tag him in anything anymore. Was Everyone he getting a lot of followers? Lost privileges. Yeah. We made my parents make their profiles private. What? <laughs> We're like private profiles for everyone. People are so goofy. I know. Especially, I think is it was when Drew posted for my dad for Father's Day last year. And then everyone was like, oh my God. Same with my brother. I'm like, you guys need... That's enough. Wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Oh my God. That's mm. hilarious. They don't do that on mine. I think I have more queer people that follow me. But mm. I think on Drew's, like, there's a lot of straight girls that are like, oh my God. Oh, I didn't know your dad looked like that. Or whatever, you know? Wow. <laughs> I Yeah, I'd put them private too. Yeah. Shit. Make your account private. This one's weird. I'm like, oh, if it's like a part of their little fetish, whatever they got going on. Yeah. If it was every word out of her mouth, like, hey, daddy, can you grab me another uh, LaCroix? Yeah. <laughs> hey, daddy. While you're in there. <laughs> daddy, how's your pizza? Yeah. Daddy, like, okay, mm-hmm. enough, enough. Yeah. Especially after you ask. 
Yeah. I would never do it in front of people though. I would have been like, hey, can I talk to you really fast? And be like, and I would have made it like, because I'm passive aggressive. I would have been like, the vibe's a little weird. So like mm-hmm. if you guys could like tone down the PDA, I would call it that or yeah. something. So no, I don't want to embarrass her, but I guess they didn't care. And they just said, hey, can you stop saying that? That would make me want to say it more if someone told me that. I know. I like, <laughs> I kind of think I have like an oppositional tendency where mm-hmm. you really have to Jedi mind trick me. Yeah. Like my parents, especially, you have to Jedi mind trick me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm like, mm, you said not to chew gum. I'm, I'm going to chew, chew all the gum. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I'm annoyingly oppositional sometimes sure. with like decisions, yeah. not, not like opinions and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's weird. But yeah, I just, I think I would too. I'd like want to be like, oh, you mean like this daddy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just whatever. Does that bother you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the top comment goes, slut shaming. She told on herself right there. She feels insecure about her sexuality, which is why she feels the need to parade it around at a party in hopes the people will validate her. As Mm. soon as everyone rightfully got uncomfortable, her worst insecurities were confirmed and she had a meltdown. People keep confusing tolerance for alternative sexualities with, yeah, I'm totally fine witnessing them with my own two eyes in a public setting. Telling someone, I don't want to see or hear about your sex life is not the same as telling them you should be ashamed of your sex life. Okay. And it's obvious that there's a kinky component to her calling him daddy. Yeah. Not the asshole. That's good. I never thought of it like that. That's true. I mean, it's a pick me because she wants validation from other people. Yeah. Probably more specifically men um, when she's acting like that, I would think. Yeah. But it worked out. She left. Do you like his shirt? It reminds me of a, in Mean Girls where she's like, tell him his hair looks sexy, push back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Oh my God. And that was her is. being like vindictive and weird in front of everyone. So not that she's being vindictive, but yeah. I'm saying in the movie, she, Regina George was. But, oh my God. Yeah. I and so it was for it. attention and for people to validate their relationship and stuff like that. I so see it. Okay. Well, worked out for this friend group. Yeah. And- don't invite her to any more parties. <laughs> You're bringing down the vibe. That's what I'm going to say at your birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this at my birthday party. <laughs> hey, daddy. <Yeah. laughs> daddy. Oh, God. No, I I, I don't have any pet names. Like, Mm-mm. for Justin. I say, like, boo or babe or, yeah. like, the regular. Yeah. But I watched Ginny and Georgia. Georgia okay. and Ginny, whatever that one is. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, like, poo was really cute. Like, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that's cute. Like, poo, but... No, I gotta, I gotta come up with a nickname for him. You just got one, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> just when Justin's Daddy. Not until we have kids, and <laughs> then it's acceptable to say, yeah. "Oh, go tell your dad." Go tell yeah, Daddy. that's what my mom would be like. Oh, ask your dad. Until then, not a chance. <laughs> okay, moving along. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. 
It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Okay, so this one is from Off My Chest. It is titled, My Boyfriend Likes to Block Me. I'm 22 female, and he's 27 male. He told me once that he likes to block me in weeks. One week for the first time, I'm dramatic. Two weeks for the second time. Three weeks, etc. It got up to two months with no contact. What kind of behavior is this? He prefers to not talk and then go back to normal with enough time. He doesn't talk it out unless I bring up the issue again. That's all they wrote. So he does that when he's mad at her? Yeah. So the first time I get mad at you, I'd block you for one week. The second time you piss me off, I want to block you for two weeks. That's toxic. I don't know if I've ever heard of a more unhinged yeah. conflict resolution tactic. He's also 27 and she's 22, which is kind of a red flag. But um, yeah, yeah a little bit, especially you know? depending on when they met. Yeah, girl. Yeah, if you really think about that, um, yeah, that's toxic. That's and like obviously manipulative and like yeah, he, there's probably a little bit of gaslighting in there too. Like, well, you did it. What did you expect me to do? Yeah. You know? Also, if someone blocked you and didn't talk to you for two months, we're not together anymore. When you just think you broke up? <laughs> yeah, I would. I don't have a boyfriend anymore. I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> Hell no, I'm getting my ass back on Hinge. Yeah. I'm gonna have a good time. He's Get like, some what free are you dinners. doing? We're still together. No. What do you mean? You didn't talk to me for two months. Yeah. Well, and then do they not hang out for two months? Too? Yeah. Nothing. That's weird. Mm-mm, nothing. I don't like that. He's probably got a whole nother girlfriend. And yeah. He, he, he rotates. He rotates the block schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that where people talk to me like on Instagram and then we start texting and then they only talk to me on Instagram. I'm like, oh, something's off. You're juggling girls. That's fine. But <laughs> don't make it weird. I had an ex that would like literally ghost me every weekend and like disappear for weeks at a time. And I put up with it. So weird. Who was I? I know. Well, and then you like normalize it. You're like, oh, it's just one of those things, you know? I did. I was like, oh, he lives in Canada. He said his phone service isn't that great. You don't know any better. Yeah. At the time. I'm not fucking Canadian. I have no idea. (laughs) You're like, there's not even a time change. I should have known that. (laughs) Like, just I was so messed up. I was like, I don't know what was wrong with my little brain back then, but. Don't put up with stuff like this, Mm-mm. you guys. This is weird. Yeah. Um, it was only posted a day ago and there's not a lot on it, but someone goes, Do you actually think you're in a real relationship? And the next person goes, I wish someone would have told me long before my abusive relationship in my early 20s that I deserve to be loved, seen, and accepted for who I am. And the best way for that to happen, and only way really, is if you choose things for yourself first. Mm. Otherwise, you will keep letting people treat you like dirt. And honey, you are not dirt. Yeah. You should want to be, you should be with someone who communicates with you in the way that you like to be communicated with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Account has been deleted. There's, I don't see any comments from OP. So I hope this was received well and like, they can grow and find someone who doesn't fucking block yeah. them like this. It has a whole schedule out for them so they know. That's so weird. It's manipulative. I don't like that. It's very strange. Very strange. Okay. Up next. Am I the asshole for suggesting my friend rehomes her kid? 
English isn't my first language, nor the one the conversation in question was held in, so sorry for any mistakes. My, 22 female, friend, 24 female, has a five-year-old son. The kid is, to say the least, difficult. She tries therapy, daycare, lots of educational methods, but he's wild. Cries a lot, destroys stuff, yells with her. Anyway, you get the picture. The dad pays pension, but isn't active in their lives, and she doesn't have many family members nearby, so she's pretty much alone most of the time to deal with this. Poor thing is destroyed. Whenever we hang out, it's clear from her physical appearance that she isn't very healthy, and she is always tired and anxious. She takes meds, but her doctor said that unfortunately there isn't much to do because there isn't anything wrong with her. It was an outside factor. It's really painful for me, as she's a close friend from many years. So the other day, she was in my house while the kid was in the daycare. She had a breakdown, started crying, saying she doesn't know what to do anymore. Then this is when I may have been the asshole. (laughs) I said she tried her best, but maybe it was time to think of more difficult possibilities. To think if there wasn't anyone with whom the kid could stay while she took care of herself because she needed to. She looked at me quite shocked and asked, are you saying that I should rehome my son like he's a fucking dog? I said, no, don't take it that way. I was only saying that maybe it would be better for everyone, including him, if he stays with someone who could deal with him in some ways you can't. She yelled at me for saying that she couldn't believe I could even suggest such a thing and how heartless could I be. I tried to apologize, but she stormed out and hasn't talked to me ever since. Some of our friends are saying that I was an ass for suggesting that for a mother, while a few others say that she needed to hear it, even if it was hard. Am I the asshole? Mm, Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) To rehome a kid, yeah. I don't know, just give him up, you know? Go surrender him to your local shelter and you don't have to deal with him anymore. I see like wanting to like encourage your friend to take care of herself or Mm -hmm. like, so maybe it could have been done in a way where she's like, oh, let me watch him, you know, for these many days. And then, yeah, but she doesn't want to deal with it. So she's like, I don't know. Isn't there like some sort of aid or someone like that can come over and help her, like alleviate her so she can have some time to herself? You would think so. I mean, he's in daycare and stuff like that too. Mm. It sounds more like, and it's, it does say, like, she's tried therapy, daycare, and lots of educational methods, but he's wild, yeah. cries a lot, destroys stuff. Like, I don't know. I find this hard to believe that this kid doesn't have, like, autism mm-hmm. or, um, like, ODD, which is, like, oppositional defiant disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many other things that kids can have. Yeah. Like, he could just have sensory issues yeah. where he's being overstimulated mm-hmm. and it's past that threshold and he just can't handle it anymore you just don't know so it's like I'm surprised that she's tried therapy and like none of that has like helped come to like a diagnosis for him Mm -hmm. if it is that bad yeah and then it's like well if it's not diagnosable like is it parenting methods where he needs more Mm -hmm. discipline or just structure yeah like you don't know but it sounds like the suggestion is like maybe there's someone he could stay with for a while so you can take care of yourself it wasn't I think the friend kind of took it as, you think I should rehome him like a dog? Yeah. But it does more so sound like, do you have any other family? Like, can you go with grandma and grandpa? Yeah. And honestly, like, maybe dad would be good. Maybe he's missing that parent, that father, paternal figure in his life. Yeah. Like, kids need 
a village. Mm -hmm. And so it's weird that she interpreted it that way. It makes me think someone else has said it to her before. Yeah. Like it sounds like some projection. Yeah. Well, and then maybe she feels like something's wrong with her, like the way she's parenting as a mom. Yeah. So she's projecting that onto her friend when her friend's like, maybe that's what I'm saying. Like maybe there's like two days a week where like the dad watches him. So Mm -hmm. then you can have a whole day just to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because daycare will be like while she's at work. So she still has to see when she goes home. Yeah. And so I can't even imagine having to like juggle all that. You know what I mean? Or every other weekend or something. It's a lot. Yeah. I think this is like one of the things that scares me about having kids Mm -hmm. is I was such a terror. I know it's going to come back to me like tenfold. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not mentally prepared right now. It's hard being a parent. I know. I feel that. It's so hard. Because my brother was born when I was 11. So he's always been like my baby. That's why I've always looked at him like I had a baby. Yeah. And so now he irritates me because he's 18. But when he was a baby, (laughs) I like would tell my mom like, go take a bath. And I would like make dinner and like hold him. Like I loved my, I still love my brother. But um, so I've always thought I wanted kids. And as I get older, I'm like, if I have them, I have them. It's not a big deal. I'm I'm like in that same boat like I recorded a father knows something episode with my dad last night and had like a mental breakdown bawling Mm. and he was like we were talking about kids and stuff that what triggered it yeah bad but I was like I don't know where I stand and I feel like that's a lot of our generation I agree like my friend Alejandra is the same way she's like I don't want to rule it out yet Mm -hmm. but I'm not really sure where I stand Mm -mm. is that normal like is that so yeah I think too because we're like I'm gonna be 30 this year you're gonna be 29 in like four days or so right I think um I'm like, when I was like 19 and in my first relationship, I'm like, okay, by the time, like telling my ex, I'm like, okay, by the time we're 25, I want to start having kids because I was so used to, that's what I saw all my friends doing. Like we graduated, everyone got married, started having kids. And then obviously we're gay. So like, it's going to take a lot more money and time to like have kids and buy a home and Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And so after we broke up, I was kind of like, if I have kids, I have kids. Yeah. And now I'm glad we didn't have kids with each other because- she sucks but um, <laughs> for me you know what I mean I'm like I'm glad too because I want to be the best version of myself I can be to when I'm a mom mm-hmm. and so and I grew up with the best parents so it's also like that's a high standard to have to live up to as well yeah which intimidates me a lot your family's so amazing oh, they're just a bunch of sweetie pies except for my brother just kidding but um yeah <laughs> Donovan slander yeah <laughs> I'm gonna take him down on two hot takes but no it's it's scary and I think it's just because of our generation like and yeah. especially because we're a little bit older. But I also, I'm so excited to be 30. Like when I turned, when I was like, until I was like 25, I was like, oh my God, like my life is over. Like I'm not doing anything yeah. and I'm wasting time. And now I feel like I'm restarting my entire life within the last year and a half. So that's why I'm kind of like, if I get married, I, I want to get married. That's like, we're, I'm going to do that. But kids, I'm like, if I have them, I have them. If I don't, that's okay. Yeah, that's, I'm in that same boat. And I just, like, I think I'm not excited about my birthday party because it's just like a lot of pressure. That's anxiety. That's what, yeah. I just, it's always like, is anyone going to show yeah, up? Yeah, I, yeah, I feel the same way about our live shows we do. Uh, I'm always like, I'm always anxiety riddled just yeah. about people coming. Cause yeah. like, I don't like that, that rejection I can't handle. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about like the age, but I'm really excited for 30 because you always hear too, where it's like your twenties are for grinding. Mm-hmm. It's a little struggle financially probably, but yeah. your thirties 
you're a little more established. Mm. You have all these. And I'm just like, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> That's how I feel too. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, so she gets 27 so is usually... Um, when your Saturn return comes. So Ooh. that's why I think a lot of celebrities haven't, a lot of them died at 27 or something like that. There's like a 27 club. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but there's the Saturn return where it's like this part of your life where like, I don't know the science behind it. So everyone's going to be like, if they do know, they're gonna be like, you're wrong. But, um, it's the way these plant the, your planets align. Like some, there's a huge shift in your life. So I never would have thought at 27 after being with the same person for eight years that we would break up just randomly and I was like what are we doing and so it was like I literally had to start my entire life over again I think Teffy told me that she's like it's your Saturn return I literally my life flipped on its head at 27 yeah I'm sitting over yeah. here job didn't you change your career and I couldn't get a job as no T, mm -hmm. so I started the podcast yeah and my life like that it I it flipped on its head mm -hmm. it's scary what the hell mm -hmm. what is this so I can Saturn research? return I'm so figure like, this my out. sister, she just turned 28. She'll be 29 this year. Wait, no. No, she's 27. That's what I'm all. It's your Saturn return. <laughs> but she's had crazy stuff I happen know. for her too. I mm -hmm. mean, the past year of her life has been woo, mm -hmm. just astronomical. Yeah, our whole family, and, honestly, with everything my sister's been able to do for us, like it's a completely different life. That's incredible. Wow. Okay. I'm really going to dive into this. I really want to get more into astrology. Yeah. Can it helped me with my healing, uh, with my, through my breakup era. Do you have a club? Yeah. It's starting right now. You're invited. Okay. Maybe this is what you put on your Patreon. Ooh. Okay. You have Dason's monthly astrology meetings. Okay. I just need to do more research. I feel like I know a lot, but not that much. You know what I mean? I feel I, I know nothing. And you could bring on experts every month to talk oh, astrology. Cute. Okay. Okay. So check out Two Idiot Girls Patreon <laughs> and Jason's Monthly Astrology yeah. Club coming soon. Coming soon. Drew loves astrology too. So that would be really cute. I've never met with an astrologer or like a psychic. I really want to. I that. really want to go to a psychic. Yeah. Maybe I should see if I can have one come to my birthday party. <gasps> That'd be fun. <gasps> fuck. Okay. I got to make some calls. <laughs> I was going to do tacos, like yeah. a little taco guy. But now I'm like, fuck no. Mm -hmm. I want a tarot. Yeah. They're psychic. Like, Where's the food? They're, you're like, get your fortune read. <laughs> I'm doing this. This is incredible. This is incredible. Okay. Uh, the top comment on this one is from like an edit. So they added an edit. They must have added an edit right away because of the backlash. Okay. And so it goes, edit. Since most of you are saying I should help her, I do. I usually help her with errands such as groceries, pharmacy, picking slash dropping her or the kid and house chores. The boy spends most of his day at a daycare. I did not suggest she gives him up to food adoption, only that she lets him stay with some relatives or on a sleep-in school while she recuperates. Which, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't either. Yeah. I don't think the asshole on this one. Mm -mm. I think maybe the language barrier, like... Translates it to be like, give him up for... Like, I, yeah. I, I thought that too. Well, and I also think kind of like what we said, the friend mm -hmm. is taking it really personally. Yeah. And like... It's fair. Like, yeah. you, I would too. As a parent. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, because you look at your, you know, your kid and you're like, I'm doing my best. And yet mm -hmm. ah, he's still a little Tasmanian devil. Mm -hmm. Like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. That's why I felt like she was kind of projecting on her friend. Like, yeah. And she was like, I didn't even say that. Why are you saying that? <laughs> I totally see I don't that. think you're a bad mom. I think you just are a person. You're a human and you need help. We and there's nothing wrong with help. that. Yeah. It takes a village. It really does. And it it's what makes me so sad for people that are single moms and feel like they don't have any help mm -hmm. or family to rely on. And this is where like 
it's so important to get involved in your community yeah. with neighbors, other moms that are single with kids your same age mm -hmm. and you pass them off and you do play dates and trade and whatever. But it's tough. It's mm -hmm. really tough. So the top comment then is from your edit. It sounds like what you were talking about is respite care, which is very reasonable. Maybe there's an organization that offers a summer camp for high needs kids. You could help your friend out by researching options like that. Yeah. And someone comments after and goes, yep, not the asshole. <laughs> um, and someone, it sounds like, has personal experience and just goes, and these programs are wonderful. I had a friend growing up who had kidney failure slash was going through the transplant process. Her dad was wonderful. However, everyone needs a break sometimes, even if the kid does nothing wrong. Yeah. And that's so true. Yeah, I think so. So true. Okay, last one, which kind of has like a wholesome twist to it, even though it's sad. Okay. But I figured after all the trauma we just endured, we kind of need like a little pick-me-up okay. to show like rainbow at the end <laughs> of the tunnel or whatever, light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. God, I really do botch sayings. <laughs> okay, so this one is also from True Off My Chest. It is titled, My Bridesmaid Accepted Her Role in a Way That Hurt My Heart. I asked three women to be my bridesmaids with a small gift. I asked each woman privately at their homes while visiting so it could be a heartfelt personal moment between us alone. One bridesmaid, I'll call A, is a kind-hearted woman I've known for more than half my life who's been with me through some serious ups and downs, including the death of a child. I have known I wanted her to be a part of my wedding for many years. She even offered to host in her backyard when I was brainstorming budget venues. A doesn't have many close friends, but I'm not her only friend, and she's significantly older than I am, so she's talked to me about plenty of weddings she's attended before. I just assumed that she'd been a bridesmaid before, since she has long-term childhood friends who are married. She's even talked about helping with setup for weddings, hence my assumption. But when I asked her to be my bridesmaid, she burst into tears and said, quote, You're so sweet. You don't have to make me one of your bridesmaids, though. Confused, I asked, quote, Why wouldn't I want you to be my bridesmaid? And she said, quote, I've never been pretty enough to be a bridesmaid. I was flabbergasted. Apparently, all of her other friends asked for her help, both labor and money, but never allowed her to be in photos because she's overweight. <gasps> like straight up shooed her out of the photos. I can't even imagine doing something like that to a person who's given so much of herself for me over the years. Who gives a shit what she looks like? I assured her repeatedly that she is pretty and I don't care about her weight. I care about her heart and she's done more than enough to deserve a place beside me at my wedding. Whether or not she hosts it in her backyard. But I feel sad and infuriated about what was supposed to be a moment of joy and excitement between us, and that it was dampered by a lifetime of others ruining her self-esteem. I feel like I'm going to lunge at her childhood friends next time I see them, because I'm so pissed to find out how they treated her. She deserves better friends. Yeah, what the frick? To shoo her out of photos. That's so mean. I would leave. I'd be like, okay, bye. Or if they went, if I'm like, I, I mean, that's something to take into consideration too, how much they use her and she's just so used to it. Yeah. That's so sad. I'm sure it's like every area of friendships with these people and she just thinks that's what she deserves. Yeah. Or it's like norm, obviously normalized it's, to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. 
Well, I'm glad she finally gets to be in a wedding. That's super exciting. And someone that appreciates her. Yes. Yes. Hopefully karma bites her friends in the ass. Yeah. I've only been in one wedding and I don't want to be in any other one. So don't ask me to be in it. Well, if you asked me, Morgan, I would be in your wedding. (laughs) I think you'd be good. Me saying, okay, uh, yeah, I'll be in your wedding. (laughs) I'm going to make it so easy on people though. Like all the stress and like all the spending money for bridesmaids. It's like, if I ask you to be a bridesmaid, like I'm going to pay for your dress. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do certain things where it's like, I don't, I think it's ridiculous when people spend thousands of money for their friend to get married. Yeah. It's like, what? I like when they let them pick whatever dress they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that that's a thing now. Yeah. Because not everyone like, it feels comfortable in the same types of materials or uh, shapes and stuff like Absolutely. that. I like that. And then they all just have to follow a, a color theme or whatever. I think that's really cute. I think that should be the bare minimum. Yeah. Because then you could rewear it to something else. Like, if mm-hmm. I like how it looks, I'll wear it to another wedding, but I'm not in the wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a friend that got married in November. So it was like a fall, late fall, winter wedding. And her bridesmaids dresses were black. Oh, I love that. Everyone looked unreal. Yeah. Unreal. It was so good. It was so How good. Cute. Yeah, my cousin got married and she had everyone wear black, like even the, all the guests and yeah. stuff like that and it came out really cute. I love that. I love that. I think I'm going to be absolutely unhinged and have everyone wear white. And <laughs> you wear black? No. Fuck no, I'm wearing white <laughs> I'm still. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I would look good, but yeah. no. Um... Either way. I'm glad she got to be in a wedding, finally. Yes. Beautiful ending. Mm-hmm. You'll get to come to mind, but you'll have to come to Minnesota. I don't care. I want to go. I want to go to your little barn. That's where it's going to yeah. be. I, well, if Justin <gasps> in wants. In the barn? It's going to be on the farm. Full body chills. In the barn. <gasps> I love Maybe that. not in it, but I just it's can't be believe cool. you guys both moved to California and you're both from the same state. I know. And found each other out here. Unhinged. Girl, I'm on there right now. Fingers crossed. I love that app. It works out. I don't know how it is these days. How is it these days? It's pretty awful, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, okay. If anyone out there (laughs) wants to submit their application to date Dason, let me know. I'll pass it along. Okay. I'll screen you first. Yeah. I really want to be a matchmaker. Okay. That's like my, like, I want to be an interior designer and a matchmaker and a dog trainer. I could see all of those working for you. In other lives. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, let's do it. But... How can people find you? Um, on everything. I'm Dason Awfawalo. I'm your sister, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Two Idiot Girls, we post every Tuesday. Um, the video always goes out on Tuesdays. I'm so excited. I, you're good. You're I don't better know. than me. I remember you told me, you're like, it doesn't have to go out the same day. Well, yes, it does. Because I, I have to. It has to. You're better than me. <laughs> Sometimes I just can't do it. It just, it's so much. You're definitely more type A when it comes to editing than I am. I'm kind of like, there's sniffles in there. You're going to see him. You're going to hear him. But I know that would drive Morgan in like wild. Up so. a wall, you guys. Yeah. You, you know I cut my mouth noises. I'm a lot more easygoing, I guess. I, <laughs> I just like, ah, it's fine. But yeah, we post every Tuesday. Um, you find me on TikTok, Instagram. Twitter, Dason Afawalo. Go check out Two Idiot Girls. The show is absolutely amazing. Um, I went to your live show that that you guys had. Incredible. I cannot wait for more live shows. So get ahead of the curve, you guys. Go (laughs) listen to it so you're ready for when they go on tour again because your crowd interactions and the banter I was blown away. It was... It was like a stand-up show. It was kind of fun. It was pretty wild. It yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. There was one... Um, you guys took, like, your listeners' write-ins mm-hmm. at the end. And you you really, with your show, you interact with your listeners yeah. week after week, which is amazing. You're building such a great community. But one of the people at the show wrote in, and they were like, I worked at a quick service restaurant. <laughs> and you and Drew both go, 
So fast food? Yeah. And she goes, <laughs> it was Chipotle. I'm like, just say Chipotle. Who cares? <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. It was it was a great, great show. So check it out. And other than that, until next time. Bye. Bye, guys.